1: It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 60 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, aka Say Hey Doug. It is November 30th, 2021. Say Hey Rob. Episode 60, man. How's it going? Episode 60.
0: Man, look at us go. Look at us. Man, seems like yesterday we were just doing this and the Giants were uh, trash and we were thinking they'd be good for years. But you know what? We got pissed off fans right now. We're not signing the big players, we're not trusting Farhan. You know, I mean, we are, you know, I don't want those blanket statements out there. But, yeah, you know what? I kind of like, even though the fans are pissed off right now, it's exciting. I like the fans are up, worked up and upbeat and got expectations. I like that. You know, I feel like we're we're kind of back.
1: Hey, Rob, before we get into baseball, um, I I feel like I'll hate myself if I don't touch base on this. Uh, Can you ask me how my Thanksgiving weekend was?
0: doug how was your thing it was weekend?
1: great so listen to this i had a lot of food on thursday of course and then friday came along and our manteca buffalos win their eighth section title over the oakdale mustangs our big rival go buffs congrats Roll go on. get them go Roll get on. them this week in that north norcala title game and then saturday morning comes along and if you guys <laughs> know me i am a gigantic michigan wolverine fan and For all really? i got all i gotta say is we finally beat Ohio, and I'll leave it at that. So yeah, I had a great weekend, man. How was your Thanksgiving? It,
0: it was. It was fine. You know what? I got to watch the Cowboys lose. I got to see some relatives I don't particularly like, but you know how that goes. And
1: Ooh, hope they're not listening.
0: <laughs> well, you know, but no, it was cool. <laughs> I, I like most of them. But no, all, all in all, no, it was good to be off work and good to kind of kick back and, you know put on a few pounds. I'm a, I'm a pretty skinny <laughs> dude. So, you know, I, I, I need it, but yeah, you know, big, big banner weekend for our buffs, you know, got another blue banner, another yeah. section championship, you know, always good to be at Oakdale. And yeah, Doug, I mean that, that Michigan game, that's like Christmas times a thousand for you. So I am so happy for you. And Thanks, my buddy, brother. Cody, my buddy, Cody, big Michigan fan as well, man, you know, go blue
1: go blue baby uh and and that's not dodger blue don't get it twisted
0: Uh, (laughs) all right hey let's
1: before we get into free agency stuff um obviously we got to talk about the inevitable and we're here we are finally you know within i think like 28 hours of this current cba um to expire for major league baseball between its union and players and you know the owners uh I believe it's, it's nine o'clock Pacific tomorrow night, right? Isn't it midnight, basically December 1st. Uh,
0: I, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Uh,
1: Eastern time. So yeah. And, 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 you know, from what we're gathering, we don't know a ton. We, we know some of what's going on, but uh, there's a lot that needs to be hashed out between both sides. And I'm sure you can agree. It sounds like they're not anywhere close, which is why it's kind of frustrating because um you know especially as a Giants fan we're coming off this great year you know free agency is a very exciting time of year and we're going to go into now this um period of uncertainty and hopefully you know they can strap it up and be uh big boys and girls and figure this stuff out sooner rather than later but I mean we have so many things that need to be decided obviously uh you know, financial stuff that needs to get figured out. Uh, There's this playoff system or this playoff format that's getting thrown around that I'm not a huge fan of, but it's like 14 teams. And there's like four wild cars and the three division winners. And then you get to like choose who you get to play. It's just, it's crazy. And then obviously the other two that are sticking out, I know is the universal designated hitter, which I don't think that's holding anything up. I think that's going to get passed. Um, And then uh, the other one, that I'm totally blanking on right now. Oh, is the projected salary floor of a hundred million dollars. Now I think that is something that is really an issue right now and is holding things up. So yes. I don't, we can go on into the woods about specifics. I don't, <laughs> do you want to touch on like how you feel about this whole lockup real quick or lockout that's looming or.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was inevitable. We all kind of knew this was coming. Things like this never go smoothly and nobody can just, you know, a, simply agree and come to a compromise no they're gonna drag it out and the owners want want to flex and you know do the lockout thing and I I I get it I I guess you know business is business and it's you know it's never complicated or it's always complicated I shouldn't say never it's always complicated but we're not there yeah so we we don't I don't act act like I know a a ton of what's going on behind closed doors like you know we know the issues you touched on them but yeah, the whole playoff thing—that's the only thing right there where you can see MLB. They want to be a little more inclusive, kind of like the NBA, and dra- drag things out. Maybe, perhaps, shorten the season to like one forty-two, possibly, and start the playoffs earlier. I think that's a significant, you know, deal. But yeah, and that's a big, big change for you know. Uh, a tradition that goes back so long, like playing 162. I don't know how I necessarily feel about it. I know it would do do good for, for fans, you know, fan involvement. You know, fans will, won't check out on their teams so early if there's more playoff spots. So it would be interesting. I, it would take a little getting used to, but, you know, I'm kind of excited to see what happens, but I just wish they would just figure it out so we can get going with, you know, baseball activity.
1: Well, and I mean, it's got to have some sort of but I think, I think I can speak for most of us. Like, we didn't really know what was going to be going on, um, free agency wise, uh, going into the deadline. Like, where guys going to be? Like, oh, I need to get a deal done now, or right. hey, we're going to wait this out, and um, and and we're going to get into the you know big signings and stuff. But let's let's kind of shift right now. Talk a little Giants. Um, you know, we've had we've had rumors and news come out. Like regarding three names, there's Anthony Scafani, Alex Wood, and Alex Cobb. Only one of them is for sure, for sure, officially um, going to be in San Francisco next year. And that's Anthony Scafani. It's been about two weeks since we recorded. So, you know, this happened last week. Uh, Scafani signed a three-year deal for $36 million um, to return to the San Francisco rotation. Uh, overall, had a great year. It was one of those, you know, famed reclamation projects that Farham brought in. In 2021, he had it was a one year, six million dollar deal. Um, and this year, uh, you know, he's he's rewarded for it three for 36. So, uh, you know, Rob, how do you feel about sofani returning to the Giants location for 2022 20, to 2024?
0: Well, first of all, really happy for him. The guys had a career kind of riddled by injuries and always showed flashes in Cincinnati. I'm sure I've talked about it a few times, but. My uncle was a huge Cincinnati Reds fan, and he was always frustrated with him because he would look so good for four or five starts, and then something would happen, and he would either get blown up and give up like eight, nine runs and two innings, and then the next day get put on the on the DL, and that was that. Then you know, he would seemingly never recover for the rest of the, of the year. So, yeah, for him to come out this last year, you know, aside from most of the starts against the Dodgers, I mean, be just dom- dominant, you know, looking – like, you know, all those flashes that he showed in Cincinnati to put it all together under Farhan and Kapler, you know, just super happy for him to get rewarded like this. You know, I think I think it's it's a little much. I don't know if I gave him, you know, 36 million just with his injury history. I'm hoping I'm wrong. Outside of what he had that IL stint last year where he took where he stepped on first base kind of goofy and he screwed up his ankle. So yeah, there was that. And I think he got a li- little bit of a, you know rest stint around se- September like a lot of the starters did I want to say that happened but yeah for like his you know his elbow shoulder and everything that had to deal with his arm you know he held together quite nicely so yeah it's a it's a bit of an overpay I, I think but hey good for him he definitely earned it and um yeah hopefully he can keep it going
1: he did. He had a great year. I know a lot of Giants fans are hesitant and I understand it. Like, you know, well, he was really uh, he really struggled against his uh, against the Dodgers in most of his starts. He only had that one solid start in early September. And, you know, what? I get that. So, like, when people are bitching and complaining about that, I don't really argue that because I get it. Um But, you know, yeah, the three for 36, like I'm okay with the average per year. I think he's earned that 12 per year. I probably would have liked to see maybe two as an option, but, um, you know, he's earned that three years. He's, he's only 30. Um, hopefully like you mentioned just now, um, this is a road, this is a organization that's willing to rest guys when needed. If they're not even hurt say, Hey, take the next 10 days off, you know, get some R and R come back and, um, you know, kind of feel refreshed and, I think maybe guys like a Di Scafani and a Wood really like that. And, you know, speaking of Alex Wood, it was the same day. So Di Scafani like officially signs. And I think it was last Tuesday. So it was a week ago today. And then not long after, Alex Wood is projected to be close to a two year, 20 plus, I'm using air quotes, million dollar deal. So probably somewhere in the 10 to 11 year, uh, a, a year range over two years. And then we didn't hear anything for like five days, six days until yesterday when Alex Pavlovich tweeted out that Alex Wood was having his physical yesterday. And obviously you have to pass a physical for the contract to be approved and become official. And we still haven't heard anything, heard anything since. And that was like 24 hours ago. So I have no idea what's going on there. Um, But I am 100% with Wood coming back. I actually was anticipating farhan um bringing back one of those two between d Scafani and wood and i was kind of leaning more towards i'd like alex wood back but it sounds like at some point hopefully before tomorrow night alex wood will return back to the giants as well are you so are you cool with having both of them back or how do you feel about wood returning
0: sure yeah with wood i was more on board with bringing wood back you know mostly because the lack of lefties kind of in the giant system right now. And he was just so good, you know, you know, last year the first couple of times through the lineup, you know, right on form with his Dodger days and and days with the Braves. So that, that was really cool to see. Um, the, uh, it, It's weird what's going on with, with him right now. Like I want to just say maybe he's on vacation or something like that. I mean, I don't know. And he can't get his physical. I mean, who knows? But, yeah, the Giants are kind of playing that pretty close to the vest, so I hope everything's all right because, yeah, he fills a much needed void in that in that rotation because, yeah, outside of uh, shoot, I mean, we could talk about Sammy Long and guys and you know who's probably going to hang around for another year, you know, be a taxi squad type dude for for, for most of the season and. I mean, a guy like Kyle Harrison, who's way down right right now in the minors. The Giants just don't have any lefties in the system, so yeah, I think that's that's pretty uh, significant to bring him back. And that was the one, you know, a lot more than, than Discofani. I really wanted to see Wood back, so I'm glad that's uh, yeah supposedly getting done.
1: Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm with you. I, I wanted a, a lefty. Um or two for sure in that rotation consistently. And he showed that, you know, he stayed healthy for the most part last year. I think I don't have his numbers in front of me exactly, but I think he made, uh, you know, close to 30 starts. Uh, And, um, you know, he's exactly what this front office, you know, uh, embraces. He's funky. He's got a funky delivery. He's quick to the plate. He keeps the ball down. He's a ground ball machine. Um, He's exactly what the Giants you know, new pitching mantra is, and so um, I'm hoping they get that deal done before tomorrow night. I'm I'm uh, hopeful that they do, and you know that would set the rotation to three, including Logan Webb, of course. Um, but you know, and we've talked about it in our Giants chatter admin group, uh, in our in our you know messages that we have, and uh, especially our buddy Brooks brings up a good point about. Um, you know, this is not just going to be probably just a five-man rotation. You know, the Giants are going to go have six to seven, maybe even eight guys available that can start. You know, they're not looking for, hey, 33 starts out of five guys because it's, you know, it's not the way they operate now. And so um, the other guy that they've been connected to for, you know, maybe even a couple weeks now is Alex Cobb, uh, the 34-year-old who had a pretty decent year with the Los Angeles Angels last year, uh, 93 and a third in 18 starts. He went eight and three, a three, seven, six ERA. Um, The numbers that stick out to me, uh, 53.3% ground ball rate, which, you know, you put him in this great defensive infield. That is going to be a lot of easy outs for the Giants. And more impressively, he had his best Ks per nine um, with 9.45 and he gives up 0.48 home runs per nine so he doesn't give up the long ball so this is an ideal uh Farhan guy that's probably going to come in it was looking like and this is another weird one last night they were quote-unquote finalizing a deal with Alex Cobb um but nothing is official as we record this right now uh but it's uh looking like two years in the in the area of 18 to 22 million uh dollar uh deal so um you know, what are your thoughts on potentially and probably and hopefully adding an Alex Cobb to the rotation?
0: Alex Cobb, you know, he's one of those dudes that was very uh always kind of reminded me of Anthony Des- Descalfani. You know, he a lot of a lot of days with the uh, with the Rays and the, and the Orioles, you know, always looked pretty good. Like, but then a lot like just you know, he would always kind of slip, slip up somehow. Like he'd be going, going along nice, a couple of good starts and then he would slip up, get hurt, you know, have one, one bad outing or something. And then he would kind of, kind of disappear for, for a while. You know, he, he would have an arm, arm issues, you know, something like, like that. And then I, I want to say, I, I, don't, I don't have it in front of me, but I want to say, you know, he was kind of, he was down for a, like a, a couple of years, you know, wasn't getting a lot of innings. And then, pops up last year you know with the angels and looking like he was kind of back to form and yeah you know you got the angels you heard going through you never really know what the angels are doing they're going through a rebuild a a reload they can never decide they're usually throwing money at dudes that they have no business throwing money at but yeah Alex Cobb was definitely not going to be at his age you know not on on that list for them so yeah this, this is right up you know right in Farhan's wheelhouse you know a guy they can you know Hopefully, you know, get on this on the semi-cheap. You know, we don't know for sure what's going on yet. But like you said, you know, I'm not gonna be surprised, you know, if Alex Cobb kind of shows up in that in that Aaron Sanchez type role of from last year. You know, it didn't necessarily work out with him, but like like you said before, it's, they're probably gonna bring in a couple more guys kind of like Alex Cobb, those, you know, those middle. Middle to lower tier pitchers who who's just been kind of drifting, you know, you know for the last couple of years, and who can keep the ball on the ground and, you know, like you said, getting that strikeout rate up that that's that's all the all the rage now, you know, missing bats, you know, you don't want that, you know, that B A B I P, you know, you know, we we don't want we don't want to see that anymore. Managers don't want to deal with that, you know. We want strikeouts. We want, you know weak ground balls, you know, things, things like that. So I think he really fits fits in well with what Farron wants from, from his pitching staff. And I, I, I don't think they're, they're done. I think there's going to be a few more guys coming you know, just like last year. Well,
1: and before we wrap up talking about Cobb, um, you know, a couple things, one, he's going to come into a pitching staff of Andrew Bailey. And I'm drawing a freaking blank and I'm embarrassed right now. The guy who's their director of pitches like pitch design, um, I can't
0: even see (laughs) there. I know, it's
1: killing me. But anyways, uh, he's been fantastic. And and the pitchers who have come in um, have raved about him because um, it's kind of switched their careers around. And, you know, last year uh, for the Angels, Cobb really relied on that sinker-splitter combo. I mean, he threw it 76% of the time. He has a cutter where he'll mix in there. Um, But definitely a guy that keeps the ball down. He had his best velocity last year, uh, his fastball, which – he throws sometimes was reaching on average over 93 uh, miles an hour, which was a career best. So I think he's going in and this is a guy that's probably going to be that four or five guy in there. It, you know, if they're going to give him two years and commit, um, you know, somewhere in the 18 to 22, kind of like an Alex Wood deal. This guy is going to be looked to be a, a, a mainstay in that rotation. So I'm excited to see what the giants uh, pitching staff can do with him. I think it'd be interesting. So, um, you know, only uh, two guys confirmed in that rotation, but possibly four by even maybe the end of tonight. So, um, you know, guys that were in the rotation. Now we're going to shift on to who the giants have lost. And uh, that's obviously Kevin Gosman, Gosman, who came in, in 2020 on a one year, what was it? $9 million deal with the giants um, and pitched fairly well in that 60 game season. Uh, but then came back on the qualifying offer, offer of just 18.4, or I'm sorry, it was 19.8 in 2021 and was fantastic. Was an all-star um, top five pitcher in the national league for the majority of the year and um, really embraced, um, you know, what he kind of just got taught and ran with in San Francisco, which was relying on those two pitches, the fastball and the splitter. Um And he got rewarded for it. And I'm super happy for Kevin Gosman because he's going to go to uh, the Toronto Blue Jays for five years, $110 million. Um, The last year and a half in San Francisco absolutely paid off for him. So I'm happy for him. Um, You know, there was some talk. Maybe he would be brought back with the Giants. Uh, What are your thoughts overall on the Gosman deal going to the Blue Jays? And I'll give my thoughts as well.
0: And like you said, very happy for him. Yeah, one of those, uh, he wasn't really a reclamation project or anything like that. He wasn't, wasn't coming off like injuries or nothing like that. But, you know, Farhan really liked him. And, he, you know, he came in in, in that covid red season. And, yeah, it looked, looked decent enough. But then, you know, th- this year, I mean, he was, you know, he was a front runner for the Cy Young in the first, first half of the year. And, you know, we can – you yeah, know, we can speculate it will happen in the second half. You know, you know, was he, you know, using that spider attack like a lot of the guys were once it got banned? It's possible. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll never know. But, you know, just re- really happy for him. It, su- it sucks that – because we were all pretty confident. I, I was confident at least that the Giants were, were going to bring him back and maybe on like a three-year three, three year deal with the option for, for, for a four. But when I saw, you know, what the Blue Jays threw at him, it's like you can't, you can't turn turn that money down when you're, you know, in, in your 30s. Like you, you just, you just can't. The, the stability he's never got paid ne- near nine figures like that or even sniffed it. So good for him. It, it sucks. And but that right there though, I mean, that is a big big hole in the rotation. So you know, Robbie Ray's off off the market. Marcus Stroman's still out there. Max Scherzer got signed. I mean, what is Farron going to do now is is the question because as Dosman didn't end the year great, but, man, he was a big reason why the Giants got to where they were last year, you know, 107 wins, you know, you can't, can't say more about that. He was an automatic W in the first half of the year last year, so it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, what they do to try to replace him.
1: Yeah, I'm not, you know, like too – uh, like off, I, th- I think the 22 a year is, is fair for him. I mean, he's going to, you know, get inserted into that Toronto rotation and be, um, you know, he, he easily can mix him in at one, two or three with him and Barrios And, um, uh, you know, some of the other guys that are there, I know, like you just said, Robbie Ray's gone now, but, um, he he's, he's going to be just fine. My, my thing, and it's coming down to, and I've been repeating this everywhere on social media is the years are, are the years. And, um, I just don't see Kevin Gosman getting better than his 2021 Kevin Gosman, um, and I I would have been fine if the Giant if you told me the Giants signed him for three years, sixty six million, I probably would have been absolutely behind that and say, hey, we got our guy back, we got him and Webb and Disco again, and now we're you know bringing in bringing back probably Wood and bringing in an Alex Cobb, like that's a decent rotation, um, but. Uh, you know, I just don't think, and, and we'll, talk, we'll get into it in a minute, you know, Farhan's not willing to dish out those contracts uh, more than three or four years, and that's, that's shown with Kevin uh, Gosman for sure. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the big one. That's actually the only one really so far that uh, the Giants have uh, let walk and get signed. So I figured, uh, you know, we kind of wrap up on the Giants so we could talk baseball in general. The Say Hey podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedQuarters.com for more details. Because you know, starting Sunday night, um stuff got crazy. Uh, and we started hearing a lot of rumors. We actually started getting guys uh to sign, um, you know, just a couple of names uh to mention. Marcus Simeon goes to the Rangers for seven years, $175 million. Uh Max Scherzer rumors really got going Sunday night to the Mets, and they came into fruition Monday morning. He nets a three-year 130. Million dollar uh, deal with New York, and that's about an average of forty three point three per year. I know a lot of people, even you know us Giants fans, uh, were like, "That's way too much for a thirty seven year old." I I've been saying this: if if Scherzer would have signed for the same exact deal for two years, I would have been all in on it. I'd have been all in. I would have given him two years, eighty seven mil. Would you?
0: Yes, I would have. I think we had talked about that few weeks back where yeah you know for a guy at, at his age i mean yeah i mean he's a, he's a Scion candidate i know people want to rip on him for having a having a dead arm at, at the end of the season but he was throwing three times in a week you know in a week he, you know there's not i know we saw mass and Bumgarner do it but god you know that's that was a he's a freak you know that that's and look, look at him now I, I mean i we can argue that Bumgarner hasn't been the same since. so yeah, but like with, with with Scherzer, like you can't you can't just discredit him because he had a dead arm in in the NLCS. You know, things happen. You know, shit happens. It sucks, but yeah, like if you're gonna you know get a guy like Scherzer at this point, I mean, you, I mean, you got to look at his overall his overall numbers. What well, last year? I mean, he was probably you know, the you know, if, if Jacob Degrom, you, you know, you doesn't get hurt, he was probably the most dominant pitcher in in, in the National League. So. Yeah, the, the the Mets the whole three year thing is, is a bit nuts for for me, but yeah, I would have definitely gone you know two for like eighty-eight, eighty-seven, you know, yeah. you know, no doubt about no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, the Mets aren't playing around, man. I mean no. <laughs> not not only do they get Scherzer, uh they bring in Starling Marte, they bring in Mark Canna. uh, they go get Eduardo Escobar, and I mean you gotta think Scherzer's Going to be pairing up at the top of that rotation with uh, Jacob Degrom. Um, you know they say you know money doesn't solve all your problems. Well, the Mets, you know, if they stay healthy, the Mets are going to be a damn good team in the National League next yeah. year. Um, so you know, don't overthink it. But there's been some crazy contracts to go. Out. I think I think the most surprising one to me, at least, um, was the Corey Seager one. I mean. When I saw those <laughs> when I saw those numbers for it, it here's from a Giants fan, one Max Scherzer's out of the NOS and away from the Dodgers, fantastic. Two, Corey Seager's out of the NOS, away from the Dodgers. Fantastic. Now Howlubia. they're talking about getting Freddie Freeman, son of a bitch. But anyway, no, don't <laughs> hey, But Corey Seager gets 10 years, 325 million dollars from the Texas Rangers. That's Ooh. insane, dude. And especially for a guy. That has had some injury history. Um, I
0: mean did that blow you away as well? That blew me away way more than the Marcus Simeon contract because i i was I'm a big fan of Marcus Simeon. I wanted the Giants to get yeah. him. And I wanted the Giants to be in to be in on that you know I didn't expect it, but I thought that was it, that was a competitive deal you know so good, you know good for him but Corey Seeger, you know I feel like I feel like the Rangers you know obviously they're not paying attention to what has happened to their uh ALS rival, the uh Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, the OC, Malibu, like team, like San Bernardino. <laughs> yeah, those 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 freaking those contracts, man, those are some dangerous, dangerous contracts. You know, 10 years for 325 for I think Corey Seager is an outstanding player. I would I would love to see him in a Giants uniform one day if that won't happen now, of course. But me, holy crap. Like you got you, I mean that's over what? hundred million dollars for their middle infield right now between Simeon and Seeger or damn near it's close. Ex-
1: it's exactly five hundred million.
0: Oh my god, I mean that is absolutely that's outrageous. And that team has holes everywhere. Like they, they don't have any pitching. It, it's it's just it's crazy what baseball teams will do now to get butts in the seats. You know, yeah, and you you look at you look at Texas, you know, they're not you know they're not in los angeles you know they're not a west coast team they're not in new york it's not like it's not like you need to just scrape in all these stars to get butts in the seats no it's just be competitive you know i feel like i feel like the rangers have a pretty good fan base you know out there when when things are are going well but i don't think you need to overpay for for two players just just to get butts in the seats and i feel like that's what they're doing here and and, i mean we'll we'll see what happens you know maybe they'll win the fucking world series i don't know but (laughs) but i i don't think so and but yeah, three ten years, three twenty five for a guy with uh, injury history like Seegers, man. You know, you know, good luck. Yeah, I hope he. I hope he does well. I, I really do. But man, that's that's big time. It's crazy. Well,
1: it, it, and we'll move on. But you know, when you see a guy get tabbed for ten years, what do you think is included in that contract usually?
0: Holy, I mean, like a lot of incentives. I'm I'm sure, like, instead incentive, of crazy incentives,
1: maybe an opt out. But there's, there's no opt-out. No there, there, no,
0: no opt <laughs> it's like they are
1: on the hook for this unless you know they find a trade partner after you know several years. But Corey Seeger is going to be a native of Texas for a long time. Um, yeah. so I mean we could we could go on and on. There's a ton of names. I mean, um Syndergaard goes to the Angels, um, Steven Matt signed with the Mariners, Verlander returns to the uh Astros. John Gray, who is a possibility uh, for the Giants, got four years, 56 mil with the Texas Rangers. So, um, yeah, Baez. R- Robbie Ray goes to the Seattle Mariners for five years, 115. Um, yeah, Javier Baez, that one came out this morning, six years, 140 mil. Um, that's a lot for a guy that's you know doesn't really have a clue of what he's doing at the plate. He'll hit the ball out. No, he but man, uh, that's about it. Uh, so yeah, just dude, it's been a crazy couple of days. We still have a little over twenty, you know, seven hours or just under twenty-seven hours until transactions, sadly, will be frozen once that lockout looms. Yes. Um, but man, uh, it's been a crazy few days for a free agencies. So who knows what it's going to be like? Uh, you know, and we can kind of shift back into the Giants here we got about 15 minutes. Um, You know, I kind of want to talk about the giants. Like who, who they have available that they still could bring in. um, But also, you know, the lack of money that they spent. Now I, I did a poll in giants chatter a couple weeks ago and I said, will the giants hit the $200 million threshold um, on payroll going in 2022? And I, I am no on this. I, I've, said that I think that they'll hover somewhere in between 185 and 190 and they're not going to absolutely go out and spend every single dollar that they have even though they have a lot of it available um so I mean there's got a lot of fans out there getting frustrated and I get it but at this point like with what Farhan's done in a couple years like Rob, are you are you panicking? Are you upset? Like what what are your thoughts but you know about this whole situation where the Giants I, haven't done a ton?
0: No, I'm not panicking yet. I mean, there's no reason to panic. You know, Farnon mm-hmm. and Scott Harris have, have definitely proved that they know what they're doing and they they know how to build a winner. I mean, yeah, building a winner for 162 and winning in the playoffs are entirely different. But you know, they just got here, so let's calm down. Like I I know yeah, that that first that first round lost. To, to the Dodgers is looming in everybody's head head right now. I mean, I I, sure. I can feel it. It, it, it. It's palpable. You know, everybody's after a 107 win season, I came out of nowhere. Everybody is pissed, and I get that because there aren't there's no moral victories in sports, and not not to me anyway. But yeah, I mean, I like the you know I like the, the outrage right now. You know, I don't necessarily agree with it. Like I said in the beginning, but man, there's still guys out there. You know that, that they can get. You know Marcus Stroman, a, a guy that I know you're you're very big on. You know he you know he's still he's out there. He links the to the Giants. Uh, you know I keep thinking I I I said this a few like like a month back before free got going and when season ended that I thought the market for Chris Bryant might not be as big as scott boris might have originally thought and then that brought the giants kind of in into play for him it would have to come later but i still think there's an outside shot that they can bring chris bryant back because i think he is a real need uh, on on this team at this point just with his versatility and with the giants not making any other moves at this point i mean i think the i thought that the, the, the chance of him coming back before the offseason started was about 25 yeah I'm, I'm up to about 45 to 50 that they can swing a swing a deal to, 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 get, to get Bryant Bryant back because I don't I don't know what their other plans w- would would be at this point. You know, I'd like Starling Marte and you know before agency started, that didn't happen. You know, the Mets swooped him like they swooped everybody else. Um, you know, I thought Kevin Gosman would resign, that didn't happen. So yeah, I I am not worried quite yet. I mean there's 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 plenty of there's plenty of a dude dudes out there. But yeah, I understand the, the the frustration, but I'm not entirely worried. And yeah, I don't think it's necessary for them to hit that, you know, two hundred million dollar threshold, like 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 you were talking about. You know, you can build a winner without doing all that. And and, and a guy I still think has a good shot to show up is, is is Chris Taylor. Like he's he's been linked to to a couple teams right now, but I think I, I'll be shocked. I'll say this: I'll be shocked if the Giants don't end up with with either Chris Bryant or Chris Taylor.
1: Rob, you're naming off my two most wanted, dude.
0: <laughs> no, I, Sorry, you know,
1: no, 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 I, I, you're, you're making me feel better because you think that this is realistic. There's, there's still plenty out there, you know, in regards of arms, of course, yes, there's Strowman who I think um, fits perfectly for what, you know, Farhan wants a uh, guy that keeps the ball down, doesn't get lit up for home runs um, and would thrive with a great defensive infield, you know, with the uh, Longoria Crawford um, and belt. Uh And then you got also, uh, you know, there's an option of a Carlos Rodon who, yes, he's had his injury uh, issues, but it could be very enticing for, you know, a guy like him to come to San Francisco. Hey, you know, we're going to value your rest. We want you healthy for the majority of the year. So we value that. Um, But we like your upside. And uh, but there's still plenty of guys out there. I mean, even I. This is a reach, and this was my number one one last year. But like, even like a James Paxton uh, yeah. is available. And then you talk about bats. You know, I, I thought for sure if you were to tell me a week ago, I'd have said, yeah, like Chris Bryant's gone. Um, but I think I said it yesterday. Like, you know, with the time going by and you know the uncertainty, and it's looking like Chris Bryant won't be signed until after the CBA deals done, unless there's a shocking development. Um, in the next day, but I feel like there's a slight increasing chance that the Giants could bring back Chris Bryant because even if they brought him back at say 25 a year for you know five six years, they still have plenty of uh, availability on that 2021 payroll. I'm a big guy that would love to. I'm a big guy, Chris Taylor guy. I would love to bring in Chris Taylor. I think that, and that's why like I like Mark Canna too. That defensive, you know, uh, flexibility. Uh, versatility that they provide, Um, they can hit for power when they need to, there are pests on the bases, um, and they would cost a decent amount less than a Chris Bryant. So there's still plenty of options out there. I'm not tripping, I'm not panicking, and Farhan, we trust. Um, And, you know, we'll see. Because And don't forget, too, a lot of people are forgetting this. They can still make trades. (laughs) I mean, they could very much, you know, hey, maybe we're not going to, bring in any free agents but we could go get the younger guys say like i'm just throwing one name out there you know maybe we can go get a frankie montas from the oakland a's who's yep. you know not getting paid a ton it may cost us some prospects but um we're not going to throw a uh, you know like a long-term deal at that and it's just like if you haven't caught on yet like farhan's not throwing gigantic contracts at arms and i think the only realistic one that I was hopeful for probably was a Max Scherzer that didn't happen. Right. Um, and so now you're seeing like what he did last year. He's bringing back these scafani He's bringing back wood. Probably. He's probably bringing in an Alex Cobb. So, you know, that's what's happening. So get used yeah. to it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Frankie hey, Montas. Yeah. That, that That's a, that's a good one. And so is uh, Chris Bassett. You know, both of yeah, yeah. those are, are true, true possibilities via trade because the A's don't really have a direction right now. They're just kind of, they're kind of waffling right floating. now, and, yeah, and just kind of dangling their players out there and see what the market is for them. So, yeah, I mean, it, it never stops, guys. You know, it's not just uh, okay. Free agents are gone, and you know, we didn't, you know, pay some dude six, seven years for 140 million. You know, that's not the end of the world if that doesn't happen. But still, there's a long way to go. So, no, no need to panic. You know, Trevor story saw saw out there too. The Giants, yeah, he like- is. <laughs> You know, the guys were late to him at the deadline. There were talks moving him to the outfield (laughs) if Farhan acquired him. So you you don't know what they're thinking right now, guys.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Um, Let's touch on, because today, and and we got a few minutes left, but today was the tender, non-tender deadline. That was originally supposed to be, I believe, later this week, but that would, of course, been after the expiration of the collective bargaining agreement. Um, So MLB uh, voted on it, moved it up to November 30th. Um, And so the Giants had to make some decisions today. They first brought back John Brebbia um, to avoid arbitration at $837.5 thousand (laughs) dollars. You don't talk about thousands. uh, Hey, I'd love to make that much next year. Um, But, you know, um, quick thoughts on John Brebbia coming back. One, he has an option. Uh, and two, I think it's uh, better to see him two years removed from Tommy John, and I, I think this is like a total low risk, high reward thing uh, to possibly bring back Brebbi in the bullpen.
0: Yeah, you know the, the fan base really, really turned on Brebbi fast, but but not us. You know, if I, if I remember the conversations that that we had, you know, that was more that was one of Gabe Kapler's uh, bigger downfalls. Last year was, I think it was that game against the Cardinals. It was his third or fourth appearance back. And I want to say Kepler left him out there. I think he threw two innings. He threw like 45 pitches. Yeah. And I, I remember all, all of us kind of talking in our little admin check. What, what the what the hell's Kepler doing? You know, this guy just, you know, you know, for a guy that they have all these high hopes for, you know, they're just rolling him out there, you know, fresh off of Tommy John. And he, and he was like three months early coming back from Tommy John. I mean, he, he came back fast. Yeah. You, know, w- you know, wicked fast. So yeah, I would like to see him, you know, w- with another year under his belt. Like you said, he's got an option. He doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to start, you know, in the, in the big leagues, you know, they can take their time with him. So yeah, I would, I'm all for Brad B coming back. Cause people forget, you know, he was very reliable in that Cardinals bullpen a couple, couple years ago, you know, pitched some big games, got some big outs. So yeah, like you said, low, low risk, you know, potential high reward. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but obviously they're high on them and that, that's enough for me.
1: Yeah. And um, by the way, uh, the corresponding move around this time, um, the giants officially uh, released Alex Dickerson. So he is gone, opens up a 40 man spot. Uh, Brevia would likely take that, but then and we will try and fly through these. Cause there were seven decisions to be made today. Uh, Harley Garcia, the lefty specialist in the bullpen gets brought back for 1.725 to avoid arbitration. Um, he was great for the majority of last year. He was, he's been good the last two years. Um, I can't, I, I don't really have anything bad to say about Harlan Garcia. He's like a safe bring back. I didn't think they thought twice on this.
0: Yeah. That, that was a good move. You know, him and guys like Jose Alvarez, you know, they would, you know, they were reliable lefties down there last year. You know, didn't like him, you know, trying to you know, pitch late games when the Giants didn't really know who their closer was there for a while. Like once like Jake McGee went down, yeah. And they experimented with Tyler Rogers, you know, you know, down there in the ninth and we all know that didn't work out. So yeah, you know, love him in that seven betting role, you know, six, seven role, you know, get two lefties out. Love that for him.
1: Yeah. This is going to be a good back end of the bullpen. Hopefully Camila Duvall continues to develop and becomes the guy you got Jake McGee back there. Who's a le- another lefty um, uh, to go along with Rogers and Garcia. Like those are the guys I think at the back end of the bullpen. So this is a solid back end of the bullpen that the giants will have returning in 2022 Um, next up that they did make a decision on today, who they tendered Austin Slater for $1.8 million. Um, You know, this one was kind of a question mark because he's used so sparingly. Uh, He really struggles against righties. Uh, He was kind of a question mark defensively last year, even though that's usually one of his strengths, but the dude just freaking crushes left-handed pitching. And it was just for what the giants do with platooning. It was just probably there's there I didn't see them non tendering him. I hundred percent thought they'd bring him back.
0: Yeah, he, he's a good guy to have. You know, like you said, he rakes lefties. You know, he's good to kind of flip out there with like Stephen Duggar. You know, that that's that's a good you know little. You can play Duggar against righties. You can play Slater against lefties, and I expect them to do that again next next year. And yeah, he wasn't super good on defense last year, but I felt like whenever he was in center field last year, he was <laughs> Alex Dickerson was on one side of him. You know, and thing and bad things tended to happen. I mean, I could be, you know, overstating that, but that's that's how it felt last year. So, I mean, I don't want to bury him that, that hard. I just remember that Mets game with him and Dickerson. Oh, God. Yeah, that was but bad. They, I do. Yeah, yeah. Thank God they won that game. But yeah, all, all four Slater coming back. um
1: The other four, and we'll kind of just zoom through this uh, Dominic Leone, Kirk Casale, uh Darren Ruff and Mike Yastrzemski I know Yastrzemski uh I believe he's gonna qualify for the Super 2 because uh uh, he had that three three years of service now or whatever and he produced and stayed up on the on the 25 man roster so he's gonna get projected I think I heard um about three million ish um and so he'll be back and then Uh, Kirk Casale, I think he's absolutely going to be back because, uh, they need to pair him with likely Joey Bart. And then Darren Ruff had a fantastic year for the giants. Uh, they'd be dumb to let him go. He'll be tendered. He'll be brought back. Dominic Leone, I'd say is the big, the biggest question mark of this four, but I still don't think he's really much of a question mark. I'm not a hundred percent sure of how, what the 40 man is right now. I think it's high thirties. Uh, so they're going to have to make a couple decisions, but I'm pretty sure they'd like to have Dominic Leon back in the uh, bullpen as well. And he was, you know, an opening option as well. So uh, quick thoughts on those four guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see them all coming back too. you know, Leon. I think Leon, it's, it's funny, out of all those guys, I think Leone has the highest ceiling out of all those guys. Because, you know, he was, you know, he, he might have been one of those guys that logged too many innings last year because he didn't get hurt. You know, he was one of those guys that he was there all, all year. Yeah, and you know, you know, Kapler went to him all, all the time in the seventh and eighth inning, and he was, and he was so good. He started to dwindle off there in the in the, in the playoffs, and that's what people remember. So people are, don't like that. And late in the season, but I think you know he kind of he kind of discovered it himself la- last year. So I'm really big on him coming back. I, I hope that's not not a, not a question mark to them. That's the, that's a guy that that they need. And yeah, y- yeah, Yastrzemski. Y- y- you know, down, down year, but by, by his standards, by fan standards, you know, you know, just because, you know, he didn't hit for a high, high average, but still, you know, he hit, he, he crushed, he crushed the ball, you know, he put 25 home runs, I believe is, yeah. is, is, is what he got. So, you know, the, I don't see them letting him go and yeah, you're going, you're definitely going to need Kirk or Sally back there with, uh, with Joey Bart, you know, to, you know, take over, over the reins for Buster Posey. I think that's, that's not even a question.
1: Yep. Um, absolutely, totally agree with everything you said. So, everybody's probably bored because we agreed with everything we said. to this. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> Um, you know, that that's pretty much gonna wrap it. And it's, I, I, I want to close with this it kind of sucks because, uh, again, I mentioned this at the beginning. You know, the Giants are coming off a great year. Um, I know Rob and I were really looking forward to this offseason, and a, a, still a lot could happen. You know, there's still many moves to be made, and that will probably be made, you know, whether Farhan, Farhan breaks the bank open or not. um, I think we're all in and we've bought into what he's selling. Um, You know, the system, the farm system's in a great place. Um You know, the core, you know, of course, Posey retired a few weeks ago, but um you know, they brought belt back. They got Crawford on a two-year deal. Like the core is there. Just got to round out the rotation, the bullpen's still there. Um, and maybe they can go get some guys that make, this team better than you know last year's but um we'll see hopefully this lockout is not very long uh we'll continue to record uh we will be doing our podcast still we might have a couple of special fun bonus episodes uh during the time because there won't be much content obviously when all transactions can't be made uh during a lockout so um rob any thoughts before we kind of close out uh you know this this, I, I don't want to say era because it sounds stupid, but like this kind of like, you know, this time of year going into uh time of uncertainty.
0: Yeah. You know, we can just uh, pray that things come <laughs> together, possibly last minute and yeah. Hey, maybe, you know, maybe next week. Yeah. We're still talking about Regency and dudes getting signed, but yeah, on the, you know, on the, on the chance that, you know, things don't get resolved. Yeah. There's, you know, there's no reason to really doubt what Barhan and Scott Harris are trying to accomplish. And, you know, we're, we're all, we're not patient. You know, this is, this is a, we want satisfaction now society. You know, we, we've all kind of gotten got to, to that point these, these last few years. We want instant satisfaction. We want the best guy out there right now. We don't care what it costs, but we want dudes on the roster. We want to know he's in the opening day lineup and we want to know we don't have questions, but you know, it's, if you've been watching the last couple of years and paying attention, you know, far doesn't really op- operate like that. I do. Like I said, I do think they're, they're going to make some moves here. We just got to be patient and, you know, trades are, a are a big, uh, are a big thing with Faron. You know, he, he's making trade almost every other day. You know, last year it, it seemed like, you know, throughout the season. So there's no reason to think that things aren't going to get done in some capacity. So like yeah like i said i like i like the excitement i like the outrage because it's fun for for us to do stuff like like this and it's fun to see people react but you know don't 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 lose faith that that's all i that's all i can say don't don't lose faith things are things are going to happen
1: in farhan we trust sure um yeah so uh until next time and uh it won't be too long for now. We'll probably we'll probably record next week. But uh yes. until next time for say hey Doug and say hey Rob go Giants go giants when the
0: giants come to town, it's baby. every time.